How's it going today, guys? Once again, back here in the studio, another episode, Hot Takes with TP3. Let's get down to it, guys. It's uh, July 13th, Friday. I mean, Friday the 13th, guys, we all know what that's about. It's a spooky Friday, and I'm just kidding with y'all, but Let's get right down to it, guys. I mean, I'm going to start out the show today. Let's talk about Pac-Man Jones and the ass-beating he laid on that guy in the in the uh, airport. You know, at first, it was uh, I was like, dang, Pac-Man's about to get whooped. And the next thing you know, he threw a couple of right and left hooks, threw that backpack off, and bam, just dropped him. I mean, I felt like Pac-Man did every right. That guy shoved his girlfriend to the side. I mean, that guy was being real aggressive with Pac-Man. I think it was all self-defense. I don't think there should be any suspension or charges laid to him here. But, I mean, that was crazy. It was, it was sick. I mean, just watching him throw those punches and hit that guy in the face. I mean, Pac-Man was like tw- half his size and still whooped his ass so I mean that guy shouldn't be pressing charges that's just sorry can't do anything about it if you get get whooped by someone that much smaller than you I thought it was hilarious though I love how Pac-Man didn't back down from him you know that's the kind of player that I would expect Pac-Man to be I wouldn't expect him to back down from somebody like that and what do you know he ended up whooping his ass so I mean shout out to Pac-Man for doing that to start things off today but Let's talk about a little more serious matter. LaShawn McCoy and his girlfriend. I mean, there's been all kinds of crazy stories surfacing the internet saying he beat his girlfriend, saying this, that, and the other. LaShawn McCoy's mom backed him up and said he's never laid a hand on her, as did her, but she believes that when her home got invaded in uh, in Milton, Georgia, yeah, right around where I'm at. I'm in uh, Kennesaw, Georgia, but I'm from Johns Creek, and it's right there, probably like 15, 20 minutes from my house in Johns Creek where all this went down, but she said that uh, her home got invaded and there was a bed sheet tied from the window so little Sean could get out the window and he returned later in an Uber because she called the cop and said he was missing, but she got pistol whip a bunch and they took a bunch of stuff from the house, but this girlfriend just sounds like an awful person. I mean, like, she just does, puts all kinds of horrible things on LaShawn and everything, like keeping jewelry that he has to return so that if she'd a warrant for her arrest and stuff in the past, but she's just put him through a lot of stuff and now she's trying to pin all this on him. Honestly, I can't really tell you off LaShawn McCoy would do something like this. I don't know him personally, but I'd like to think that he wouldn't do something like this. I just feel like that they knew it's a single mother and a a house with lots of good things to steal, and they went and broke in there and stole it. It was one person dressed in all black, so, I mean, that doesn't give anything away, obviously. So I could definitely see it realistically happening, but I don't think LaShawn McCoy would have ordered a hit on her or a home invasion on her or anything. I don't think he'd want something like that to go down in his household that he still owns. Cause, I mean, he's still technically the owner of that house, but it was just an absolutely crazy story and everything. There are stories coming out saying that he was already suspended, saying that he beat his wife and stuff. I mean, it was just ridiculous, everything that came out there. Right now, LaShawn McCoy is innocent. He should be ready to roll come NFL season start unless he's found guilty of anything, which I doubt he will be. He's a smart guy. He's a good guy. He's a passionate guy, but I don't, just don't see him doing anything like this. He's been through hell with this girl, and I just – Feel like it's time for things to roll over and she needs to let it drop and stop trying to pin things on him that he would never do. I mean, that's just kind of messed up, but we're going to get to the World Cup whip around here in a little bit, guys. I mean, we got the World Cup final, so we're going to go big on it, obviously. Got Ronaldo and other stuff, so we'll talk some soccer. Next thing I want to talk about here is Isaiah Thomas going to Denver. The uh, It came out a little late last night that Isaiah Thomas was touching down in Denver. I mean, I love it, honestly. One-year, $2 million veteran minimum. You know, I, The way I look at it, if I'm Isaiah Thomas, you could have taken more money from teams like Orlando or trash teams. You could have got a lot of money, but Isaiah Thomas is smart, guys. I don't know if you all saw me on Twitter and him on uh, Instagram yesterday. 
reminding everybody about all the things that he had done. I mean, people love to forget everything Isaiah Thomas did. He was a guy we were talking about might be worth a hundred, hundred fifty million dollar max deal. Now people were saying, "Oh, he can't even play in the league. He can't do anything. He's a six man." I mean, I just love how people let ESPN just change their mind and LeBron change their mind of how good somebody is. Isaiah Thomas is absolutely nasty. I mean, that Cleveland team is just toxic, and they had to split everything up, which they ended up doing. But Isaiah Thomas, I think, is in the best position possible. He's going to get a ball out with a good Nuggets team in the big spotlight and big time games and stuff. And I think this is exactly what you need if you're Isaiah Thomas. You got to be able to perform at a high level and there's no better way to do it than perform for a team that's going to get on national TV, for a team that's going to have chances to win big games, for a team that's pro- that could make the playoffs. You know, If he pl- averages 20 points per game and takes his Nuggets team into the playoffs, I mean, that's looked at as a reflection of how good of a player he is. So basically, as long as he helps his Nuggets team be successful and they are successful, it's only going to come back and look better on him. And I think he can. He's on a really good team here. They're kind of stacked now. I like their starting five a lot. They're probably going to have IT as their point guard. Um, at shooting guard, they're probably going to go with Jamal Murray. Small forward's a little bit of a toss-up. I could see a guy like Torrey Craig maybe in the starting lineup. I mean, there's lots of things they can do with that starting five at the small forward, but at the power forward and center, they're going to have Nilsap and, J- and uh, Jokic. So, I mean, I almost said Jokovic. I'm watching a little Wimbledon, but Nikola Jokic. So, I mean, this team is stacked, guys, honestly. I mean, this Nuggets team is deep. They got players off the bench. I mean, they could even play Will Barton at the small forward. as a guy I really like to get buckets, but I like him better as a six-man. But, I mean, guys, the way I look at it now, they got Gary Harris, too, off the bench. This team is nice. I could really see Denver being a force in the West, and it just gives us another good player in the Western Conference. I guarantee if we went down a list, which I might actually do for you all in the next podcast, out of our top, uh, third, out of my top 30 players in the league, of how many of them play in the West as opposed to the East, I mean, it's pretty bad with the amount that play in the West compared to the East. I mean... It's gonna be crazy. I'm actually, I'll, you know what? I'm gonna do that for y'all for next podcast. I'm gonna go down my um, list of top thirty players, and we're gonna see how the West and the East are split up. You know, I think like it's time. I just want to wait on a couple more free agents to fall. Once all the pieces have fallen, then I'm really gonna get into what conference looks what and whatnot. But I mean, obviously the West is way more stacked than the East. But like I said, this is the perfect way for Isaiah Thomas to rebrand himself and rebuild everything he worked so hard to build. I mean, this guy's balled out at every single stage he's been at in the NBA. I mean, the stats only just back that up even more so. I know I tweeted out yesterday how many points per game and assists and everything he's averaged. I mean, this kid is a beast. He's been counted out his whole career as being undersized. He plays with a chip on his shoulder and everything, which is what I love so much about IT. I mean, just looking at his stats, right when he averaged 20 that last year in Boston, then he went to, I mean, in Sacramento, then he went to Boston, then he went, or, in, or then he was at Phoenix, who traded him to Boston. He averaged 19 once he got traded to Boston, then he jumped to 22 to 28 after that. So, I mean, IT just kept on getting better and better, and I expect him to keep on getting better and better while he spends time in Denver, and I think he's really going to rebrand himself and get that fat max deal that he thinks he deserves and he's going to play up to. But the other big move that leaked last night was Jeremy Lin to the Hawks. I really like the move. It gives the Hawks another scoring guard who can play with Trey Young out there, Trey Young to create for him. Jeremy Lin's looked like more of a shooting guard. He's done a good job scoring the ball at the bench, but I just like the fact that it adds more hype to the Hawks and to Atlanta, and, you know, this is what I was going to talk about. Is I was going to talk about NBA Summer League players next, so I'm just going to combine it. And, you know, the biggest thing, guys, to me about Trey Young, it's not the fact that Trey Young was this and that in college. It's not what Trey Young can be, but it's the fact that Trey Young is high. 
hype finally. Like, finally, you guys, we got something to be happy about as Hawks fans. I've been sitting here watching these teams that could never, I mean, we'd make the playoffs, yeah, but we get bounced. Yeah, we had the 60 win team. We still got no hype, but there's actually hype around Trey Young, guys. I mean, we won 60 games and got no hype. We get Trey Young, ESPN, everybody's talking about us. All the Atlanta fans are like, oh my gosh, what's Trey Young about to do? He brought us back down 23 points the other night. I know it's the summer league, but Trey Young's only gotten better in every game he's played, and he looked nervous. He looked a little out of it in this first couple of games, but, you know, after he sat that game out, the injury, he's absolutely bounced back and gone off. I mean, the other night he hit that three-pointer from the logo just because, like, I can, I can, so I'm going to, you know. That's what I love to see out of Trey Young. This kid keeps fighting. He keeps getting back up. I mean, Kid's an absolute beast. I love everything he's done for Atlanta so far. I feel like he's only going to keep on getting better. We're going to watch him struggle. We're going to watch him thrive. But give him three years, and I guarantee you he's going to be one of the best players in the NBA after those three years. And maybe not necessarily one of his best, one of the best players, but he's definitely going to be playing more towards all-star caliber, and we're just going to be like, dang, the sky's the limit for this kid. And I really think he's going to have an excellent career in the league. But I just love all the hype he brings to the Hawks. I mean, the Hawks really have no hype. I mean, we barely won 20 games last year. I went to game games when we would be down by three points to the Suns and we'd have a fight between Tari and Prince and Josh Jackson and all the Hawks fans would be sitting on their fa- on their hands and we'd be trying to chant ATL and nobody would be chanting anything like this team just needs hype they need something to get exciting about we call it the highlight factory yet there's no highlights that go on in the highlight factory so I feel like it's time that we bring the highlights back to the highlight factory and nothing better than the human highlight himself Trey Young with the way he passes the ball moves the ball I mean this kid's an amazing shooter and passer he can get to the rack just let him put on more weight and he'll be able to get to the rack even better I mean I just love the future Atlanta has with this kid and with this team so Definitely going to be fun for everything to watch. I expect Dennis Schroeder to get traded out of here very, very soon. I know a lot of reports are like, oh, the Hawks have three-point guards. This is so stupid to get Jeremy Lin first off. Jeremy Lin can play shooting guard second off. Dennis Schroeder's out the door, guys. Like, There's no way we're keeping Dennis Schroeder around. He's a cancer and everything, so Dennis is definitely gone. But the last summer league player I want to talk about in this segment, um, you know, I'm just going to talk about a, a little general stuff, but mainly... I want to talk about Kevin Knox. I know everyone's kind of been going crazy over him. One of my buddies has been going crazy about him. And, you know, it's always been the same thing I've been telling you all about Kevin Knox. He's already a good two-way player. Get him that jump shot, and he could be a real force. I mean, obviously, he's playing against NBA Summer League guys, so they're not going to be quite as athletic or big enough to guard him with his body type and stuff. But, I mean, we saw Knox have some have a 40-point game when he's at Kentucky. We saw him have lots of good games in college, so... Like I've always said, guys, if Knox is able to get the jump shot, he will be able to put it all together. I mean, that's a big if, but he's shooting the ball well right now, so he's led me to believe that he can find that jump shot. And if he does, he's going to be really good. But overall, guys, this has been a great draft. We've seen the top five players and lots of the other guys really ball out. You know, I thought DeAndre Ayton was the most ready for the NBA, and he's looked the most ready with the way he's played so far. I mean, the Suns team played well, Mikel Bridges too. Um, Marvin Bagley got hurt, so we didn't really get to see all of him. I mean, I feel like he's definitely going to be a process to get ready and stuff, kind of like Trey Young. But when it's all said and done, I think him and Young will be two of the better players. I really wish Luka Doncic could have played, but, you know, he sat out. But I'm going to talk more about the NBA Summer League on the next podcast now. Let's do a World Cup whip around. And so... Let's get right down to it, guys. I mean, we got the World Cup final coming up here on Sunday. I'm really excited for it. I'm not going to watch the third-place games. I could honestly care less. I mean, if y'all are looking to bet on them, I don't really have any insight for y'all in the third-place game. Um, 
my biggest insight would be I just feel like it means more to England. I just feel like Belgium's just going to be like, man, we came so close. Screw this. I feel like England's kind of like, we got to get something to show from our country. This team's been under so much scrutiny. And, you know, like I've said about the past England teams, these teams and these English football teams, they always have so much hype around them, but they never play up to it just because they always have these hyped up players that are kind of like one step away from tapping their potential, kind of like a Kevin Knox. Like they just need to work on this and they'll be able to take it to the next level. But they seem to never can. And so they finally have the team that is been able to take it to the next level so England has looked well and they've played well so far but I mean obviously they got bounced in that last game but I mean I would probably bet on them I just feel like there's more on the line for them but like I told y'all I'm not touching that game I probably won't even watch it I mean it's to be on early I might watch it I'll probably be hungover tomorrow I'm going to the Braves game tonight but anyway let's look at Croatia France here Croatia is plus half a point England or France minus half a point um, France minus 125 money line, Croatia plus 365, draw plus 210. Um, honestly, I think France is going to win this game in regulation. I wouldn't take the bet though. What I would do if I was y'all is I would take a little outright bet here on France, and that is France to uh, win the World Cup. And so I believe your odds on France winning the Cup is minus 230, Croatia at plus 185. I just really, guys, don't like risking stuff in regulation in this World Cup. It's been risky. Obviously, your value is on Croatia. I think France will win the game, though, in regulation. I like 2-1. Um, I think Mbappe will end up winning the golden ball after this game if he's able to find the net a couple times. I mean, if they could have put one, Giroud could have put, or anybody could have put one or two of those assists away that he had in the game. I mean, it really could have been a completely different game. We could have seen a lot more. But though, honestly, the bets that I like for this game is I like France to advance. I like over half a goal by Croatia. I also like over uh, over one, one and a half by France. I mean, that's definitely a difficult line right there. I wish that it was just over one. But though, I mean, if I were y'all, I would probably, like I said, take France to be the outright winner at minus 230. I just feel like that's your best value play right here. I mean, don't count out Croatia, though, guys. This is a team that I kept on saying as the World Cup was going on and on. They looked tired. They looked like they kept playing worse and worse. I thought they played their peak game already against Argentina. Well, I was wrong. I mean, they battled back and stayed in that game against England. They got dominated in the first half. It looked like England was going to run away with it, but they were a completely new team in the second half, and they made it a great game to watch. I mean, that was one of the most fun games I watched. That uh, Belgium-France game was a very stacked-up game talent-wise, but it just really wasn't that fun to watch. I felt like France really dominated Belgium. Belgium had some good runs and stuff, but I just feel like France was just peppering the goal with shots. They were controlling the ball. They were getting higher-quality shots. It felt like everything they did, they just looked so much better. So I really like... France to advance and win this game. I mean, to win the whole cup. I like to see them out there holding it up. I just feel like they have the most talented team coming to the tournament. This has been a team I've been riding the entire time. Um, before the cup started, I said, guys, that's who I would bet on if I were y'all. They were at a uh, T- they were at a uh, one to, or five to one odds. So I mean, you're risking ten to win fifty or a hundred to win five hundred. I mean, France has just absolutely played up to it. A lot of people had lots of question marks around them if they'd be able to do it. They're a shaky team, but I went ahead and picked them. I just felt like that their young attack. I mean, Griezmann. We've all seen what he can do. I mean, he played so well in the Euro Cup. You got guys like Mbappe, who's the young prodigy. I mean, it's this team just is so stacked. You got Giroud. I mean, I watched him play a ton when he's at Arsenal. He's a beast. You got Nimbele in the middle in the midfield. Conte, um, Matuidi, Pogba. I mean, this team's just stacked head to toe, no doubt about it. And so I just really think that France has been the best team this entire World Cup, and I expect them to do nothing but show it. Obviously, they really didn't look as strong in the group stage, but, I mean, they've looked so strong in the knockout stages, especially against Argentina. They absolutely destroyed them. So 
I think France will keep things moving here, but overall, guys, it's been a fun World Cup to watch. I expect France to dominate this game in possession. I mean, Croatia's chances are going to be on counterattacks. That's why I like them to get one goal, possibly. I feel like it's going to be a 2-1 match in regular time. Um, I mean, those counterattacks are dangerous, guys. That's the big thing you don't realize when you when you kind of push everything up the field. You get an extra attack or defensive guy playing down a little bit more. Next thing you know, the other team's got a 3-on-2 or a 3-on-3 coming down the field, and one, per, one person on the defense is out of alignment. You can kick one of those kind of long balls out there and get somebody in some space and let them play with with it or you can kind of try to move everybody over to one side of the field and kick it back to the other side. I've kind of seen them do. I know I don't know a lot about the extras and O's and strategy of soccer, but I do know the fact about how uh, how um, counterattacks work to give teams advantages and how that you can kind of play space and stuff into things and get guys in space. So, I mean, I really like a lot of the concepts of, of soccer. It reminds me a lot of basketball with how the passing and stuff works. I mean, it's a beautiful game to me and basketball is most beautiful to watch. I would not consider football a beautiful game at all, but it's definitely really fun to watch. But like I said, guys, my bet here is France to win at minus 230. That's not in regulation or anything. That's just to win the cup outright. If I were y'all, that's what I would go with. But it's been a fun World Cup, guys. I'm kind of sad to watch it go. But, I mean, we'll talk more about World Cup in general and kind of close everything out on Monday's pod. But appreciate y'all tuning in. This concludes it. Y'all have a great Friday. Y'all go out and get, get drunk. Have a good time this weekend. Get after it because just make sure you're not too hungover to wake up on Sunday. You don't want to miss that last game of the World Cup. But follow me on Twitter at Hot Takes with TP3. I've been tweeting out locks for y'all got us back to even this week with the little lakers uh minus two last night as they went off josh hart can't be stopped but we're gonna lay off the nba summer league tonight as it's the losers bracket so we don't really know who's who's in and who's out and all that stuff for lineups but like i said guys follow me on twitter at hot takes a tb3 interact with me give me all his opinions tell me what y'all want to hear me talk about i love interacting with y'all on there so see y'all